to the greatest pastor in the world as he comes and brings the word of God to us. You can be seated just a minute. Thank you for that. You can be seated just a minute. Thank you for that. Isn't God good to us? Man, I was in the office this afternoon preparing. My great mother cooked for me. Today's fast day, and when we got ready to break our fast, we went to mother, mother cooked for me. Then I came back to this church this afternoon. I got in that office, and I got to praying for all people that come to Wednesday night church service. I prayed for the whole church. Don't get me wrong. Those of you watching by the web, those of you not here, somebody's going to hear what I said. I hope it don't hurt your feelings. But I had a special prayer for those that came to church tonight. Because you work all day and you're tired and you're weary and you've given it everything you got. But you got in your car and said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now I want to thank you for coming to church. I want to tell you, this is big, a lot of Sunday crowds in some places. And I thank you for coming to church. And we've got our ministry team meeting over there. They're in a meeting and all of our preachers and and our leaders are in, in meetings tonight. And Mary Wolf is teaching that class. And to think, I get to come in here and teach you. Isn't God good to us? Now, you're always saying, Pastor, if there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know. I'm going to ask you to do something for me. And I don't think it's going to be hard. But there's nothing that will make me any happier. And it's this. He announced June the 9th is Pentecost Sunday. I really believe we could have 20 people get the Holy Ghost that day. But we can't pray people through. Well, we can. Probably some of them need it. But I'm talking about first-timers if they're not here to get it. If you will honor God, first of all, and honor your pastor, and you will do your best, you will do your best to have somebody here that needs the Holy Ghost on June the 9th, would you raise your hand? You'll do your best. Thank you for that. And I believe that we can be, if we can be a third successful, we're going to have a whole lot of guests here, and we're going to see a bunch of people get the Holy Ghost. I'm excited about that. Let's stand together, and I'm going to read the word of the Lord. I, I ask God to anoint me because you deserve it, and I hope I can preach this like it went into me. I hope I can get it out because it's a, it's a message I think that's going to leave be on you that you're going to leave here feeling differently than when you came. Luke 21, 25, and 26. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth. There will be distress of nations and perplexity and the sea and the waves will be roaring. Men's hearts are going to be failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. I read that text and here's my subject. Rejoice anyway. Man, that's a, that's a pretty heavy hitting. You look at that and that really gets you down. But my subject tonight is Rejoice anyway. Let the sun do what it's going to do. The moon do what everybody roar. Let everybody talk. But what I'm going to do is keep on praising and worshiping and magnifying God. Put your Bibles down and do that with your hands and your voices just a moment together. I said just give God some praise tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want you to know there's some of you here tonight, 
all of you, but it really makes me happy that you're here tonight, and I appreciate you coming to church. When you read Luke, it is a description of violent changes like uh, we've never seen that is going to come on our nation and on our world. I believe the days that Jesus foretold were coming, I believe they are upon us. People's hearts are fading them for fear, and as they watch the terrifying things swiftly move upon this earth, you can see things begin to change. Never have, I don't think, we been in such a violent uh, weather pattern. I mean, there's been like, what, 430-something tornadoes already this year, and in the last couple of days, there's been 12 tornadoes across America. It's, it's an unusual weather pattern that is taking place. Floods are hitting our, our nation and Louisiana. We've got terrorism. We've got people that are shooting up places and shooting up schools, and parents are afraid to send their kids to schools. It's just senseless violence that is taking place. And when you read the news or when you hear the news, and now that we have these phones, we have these pop-ups from all these news things that constantly keep you going on what's going on in America or the world, and usually it's not good. And what happens is it'll boop, pop up, and here you go, oh, no, that's, man, they had a killing here. And before you know it, all this stuff that's consuming us that we used to not have on us is now affecting us, and it begins to take us into a place to where we lose our joy and our rejoicing in the God of our salvation. Hell has a plan for the last days for the church of the living God. He's going to assault everything he can assault us with. Physically, but listen, particularly emotionally. He's going to do everything he can to affect us and to get us so terrified that we're afraid to even walk the street. We're going to need something more than just our own charisma personality. I want to tell this church tonight, the only thing that's going to get you through is three things, and I'm not going to preach on all of them tonight. But it's the Word of God, it's the power of prayer, and it's being full of the Holy Ghost. We must, we must stay full of the Holy Ghost. I can't say that strong enough. I can't stress it to you strong enough. I don't believe there is a New Testament, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) born again, book of Acts believer alive, who can remain steadfast and confident in the days ahead without a fresh anointing and the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost. We all need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. It's the only thing, the Bible says, that can hinder the Antichrist forces that or working against the church and you and me personally, 2 Thessalonians 2 and 6. Now, see, so many with your notepads out, so get ready to write, because a lot of my message tonight is Scripture, so there ought to be a lot of amen. It's not what pastor thinks it's going to be the Word of God. Paul said in Hebrews 3, 12 through 14, he said, Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Now, he's not talking about rank raw sin there. He's talking about unbelief. He said in the last days, you're going to get hit so hard 
that your faith, and I'm not just talking about doctrinal faith, I'm talking about your emotional faith, I'm talking about your believing faith. He said that your faith is going to be so shaken that you're not going to be able to stand unless you exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers, we are participants, associates, companions of Jesus, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. He said, hold your confidence steadfast to the end. It doesn't matter what comes against you. It doesn't matter what attacks you. He said, keep your confidence steadfast to the end. In midst of all the attack from hell, in the midst of all the things prophesied that would characterize the end time, we are warned to be steadfast, not moving, fixed, firm in purpose, firm in faith, firm in loyalty to the truth, and confident fully trusting and believing, staggering not at the promises of God unto the end. Someone said, and I tweeted this out today, someone said, faith ain't what is, but it's what it's going to be. Would you say that with me? Faith, bad word, mother. Faith ain't what it is, but it's what it's going to be. I like that better than any definition I've ever heard on faith. Faith, it ain't what it is. It's what it's going to be. And when you walked in here tonight, some of you walked in. Let me just do that. I'm going to take a poll. And if, you, if, you're, if you're proud, okay. Or if you really don't, okay. So that's two categories you can be in. But if every one of you have an issue tonight that you need God to move in, would you raise your hand? Lord have mercy. Would everybody look around? Everybody just look around. I don't think anybody's got their hand down, so it's all of us. With the exception of maybe a handful I didn't see. Let's just say everyone that you're looking at tonight has something that they brought to this church that's an is. It's what it is right now. It's what it looks like right now. But faith ain't what it is. Faith is what it's going to be. I don't care what it looks like tonight. If God will help me, I'm going to help preach you out of what it is. And I'm going to help you preach to believe and worship to believe of what it is. In the midst of all this assault of hell and, and the pressure that's coming upon us, Habakkuk cried out, third chapter, verse 17, although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the all shall fail. And the field shall yield no meat. And the flock shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet, anyway, anyhow, I don't care how bad it is. I don't care what the news said. I don't care what I'm going through. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Why don't you right now, in the midst of your trial, go ahead and rejoice a little bit right now. Well, thank you. Go ahead and rejoice a little bit right now. Man, way to go, church. Way to go, church. 
rejoice. I got this on me, God. I'm carrying a load, God. It's my kids, God. It's my family. But I'm going to rejoice anyway, oh God. Now, whoa. That was in trust of the Spirit of God right there. Okay. There are some things that I want to remind you of tonight. The devil would like to have you thinking that you're in a situation and you don't see a way out. Tonight, I'm going to help myself, first of all. I'm going to preach to myself, then I'm going to preach to you. So with the devil telling us everything that's on us, when the devil's telling us you've prayed three-hour prayer shifts and they haven't been answered, when the devil tells you you've tried everything you can try and it hadn't worked, let me just remind you a few things. All of your sins have been completely erased by the blood of Jesus Christ. So it don't matter how bad everything is. I've been baptized in the name of Jesus and every sin of mine, devil, has been washed away. I don't care if I'm broke. That song that Mickey and Brother Lumpkin used to sing in the chicken won't lake, I'm busted. I don't care if I'm busted. I don't care how bad it is. I've been baptized in Jesus' name and my sins have been washed away. I am standing here tonight. You are sitting there tonight and there is not one record of one of your transgressions held against you. I don't care how powerful your memory is. I don't care what you did yesterday or 30 years ago. There's not one sin that is held against you while you sit there tonight. I don't care what you went through today. There's not one sin held against you tonight. I don't care how depressed you are. I don't care what you faced. Another one. Your name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. How you like that, devil? Yep, it's been a hard day. Yep, my finances are a little cracked up right now. Hey, but my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So I'll rejoice anyway. Jesus Christ has gone to prepare a place for us in heaven where we will spend eternity with him, which means, for instance, that the worst a terrorist or murderer can do to me is transfer me from here to the arms of God. Well, I'm worried about having cancer. It's in my DNA. I'm worried about this. Well, we all have something in our DNA. Just think if you had her in your DNA. We all got something in our DNA. But when I die, heart attack, stroke, cancer, car wreck, plane crash, or live to be 105, when I die, I go to the arms of Jesus Christ. So you can't kill a man that's already dead to this world and has his eyes set on another world. You might as well rejoice anyway. It don't matter what you went through today. You might as well rejoice anyway. The Lord, you ready for this one? The Lord 
has promised to never leave you nor forsake you while you're here on this earth. He won't leave you. Love feels oh God. He hasn't left you. I don't care what you feel. You don't walk by feeling. You walk by faith. And this book has told me it's not by my feeling. He said he'd never leave me, nor would he ever forsake me. And I don't care what I've done or where I've been or what I'm going through. He won't leave me and he won't forsake me. So I'm going to praise God anyhow. God has promised to supply all your needs. You live in America. Everybody say, if I live in America, I'm in the 10% wealthiest people in the world. It doesn't matter how broke you are tonight, you're in the 10% wealthiest people in the world. I am complete in him who is the head of all principality and powers. Colossians 2 and 10. I am alive with Christ, Ephesians 2 and 5. I am, when I say I am, can we start and let it be an echo tonight? I am. Oh, thank you. you. I am. Free. Just the I am, I'll do the rest. But if you want to, you can go ahead. I am free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8 and 2. I am far from oppression. Fear does not come near me. Isaiah 54 and 14. I am born of God. And the evil one cannot touch me. 1 John 5 and 18. I won't say any of these without a scripture. I am holy and without blame, before him in love. Ephesians 1 and 4, 1 Peter 1, 16. I have the mind of Christ, 1 Corinthians 2, 16. That he said, that's some of the scriptures I may doubt now and then. 1 Corinthians 2, 16, and Philippians 2 and 5. I have the peace of God that passeth all understanding, Philippians 4, in seven, I have the greater one living in me. For greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. First John 4 and 4. I have received the gift of righteousness and I reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. Romans 5, 17. Don't you wish you'd have brought your notepad now? I have received... If you didn't, go to the web page, watch this message again, write the notes out. I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. And the eyes of my understanding has been enlightened. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18. I'm not halfway yet. You okay out there? I have received the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus. I have received the power of the Holy Spirit to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I have been commissioned that I can cast out devils and I can speak with new tongues. 
I have been given that I have power over all the power of the enemy, and none of these things shall any way harm me. Mark 16, 17, and 18, and Luke 10, 17, and 19. Take that, devil. I have put off the old man, and I have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him who created me. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. I have given, and it is given to me, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men give into my bosom. Luke 6, 38. I have no lack, for my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 19. I can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one with my shield of faith. Ephesians 6, 16. I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me, Philippians 4, 13. I show forth the praises of God who has called me out of darkness into this marvelous light, 1 Peter 2 and 9. I am God's child, for I am born again of the incorruptible seed of the word of God, which lives and abide in me forever, 1 Peter 1, 23. I am God's workmanship. I am created in Christ unto good works, Ephesians 2 and 10. I am a new creature in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I am a spirit being that's alive in God, Romans 6 and 11. I am a believer and the light of the gospel shines in my life, 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Word of God bore you? Y'all with me out there? I am a doer of the word and blessed in my action, James 1, 22. I am a joint heir with Christ, Romans 8, 17. I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me, Romans 8, 37. And you came in here thinking you had something that God couldn't take care of and you realizing who you are. You need to just get to praising him for who you are and what he has done and let God have that. Now, devil, I want you to hear this one. This is a good one, devil. I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony, I can overcome you. Revelation 12 and 11. I am a partaker of his divine nature. Second Peter 1, 3 and 4. I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 20. I am a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. I'm a purchased people. 1 Peter 2 and 9. I am the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost, and I am not my own. 1 Corinthians 6, 19. I am... I am the head, and I'm not the tail. I'm above only, and I'm not beneath, Deuteronomy 28 and 13. I am the light of the world, Matthew 5, 14. I am his elect that's full of mercy, that's kind with humility, long-suffering, Romans 8, 33, Colossians 3 and 12. I am forgiven of all my sins and washed in the blood, Ephesians 1 and 7. 
I am delivered from the power of darkness and translated into God's kingdom, Colossians 1.13. I am redeemed from the curse of sin, sickness, and poverty, Deuteronomy 28.15 through 68 and Galatians 3.13. I am firmly rooted, built up, established in faith, and overflowing with gratitude, Colossians 2 and 7. I am called of God to be the voice of his praise. Psalm 66 and 8 and 2 Timothy 1.19. And if he called me to praise him, that's what I'm going to do all my life. And I'm going to tell you, if mother and I embarrass y'all now and then, mother hollering and me hollering, it'll just have to embarrass you because God chose me and I'm not going to let a rock or a stone take my place. I'm going to give praise to God for the things that he's done. I've been called. Psalm 66. 2 Timothy 1 and 9, I've been called to praise him. Everybody say called. Call. Everybody says called out, out for Mark, but I've been called to praise him. You are a chosen vessel. I am called of God to be that voice. I am healed by his stripes. 53 and 5 of Isaiah and 1 Peter 2, 24. I am raised up with Christ and seated in heavenly places. Ephesians 2 and 6, Colossians 2 and 12. Now devil, I want you to know this. Here it is. I am greatly loved by my great God. Romans 1 and 7, Ephesians 2 and 4, Colossians 3 and 12, Thessalonians 1 and 4. Devil, you make me think sometimes God doesn't love me. God loves me just like I am and where I am. He loves me. I am loved of God. I am strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, Colossians 1 and 11. I am submitted to God. The devil flees from me because I resist him in the name of Jesus, James 4 and 7. I press on towards the goal to win the prize to which God in Christ is calling us upward, Philippians 3, 14. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind, 2 Timothy 1 and 7. My last one. It is not I who live, but Christ lives in me, Galatians 2 and 20. Y'all are praising for them 56 scriptures I gave you. Oh, hallelujah. Now, with all of that in our favor, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in doubt. We don't have to live in gloom. What we desperately need is a spiritual breakthrough with God. And I want to say something here, and I want, I've said to our great prayer team, Dan and Dee are heading up right now. We need intercessors, and we need travailers that intercede for the body and the lost. And we need those that know how to moan and groan and lay on their face before God. But I'm going to tell you something else we need. We need those who through the power of prayer Know how to praise God in prayer. This isn't all about travail. Oh, God, I love all that. Oh, God, I intercede myself. But we also need those. God, I praise you. I thank you for what you've done. God, I thank you for the way you brought me out of the miry clay. I thank you for the way you changed my life. I thank you for the way you turned me around, God. I have a thanks to praise. I've got to be steadfast and unmovable. And the way I'm going to do that is stay full of the Holy Ghost. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15. Listen to what Titus 2.13 says. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God in our Savior, Jesus Christ. No, 
I'm not going to let you sit here tonight. And I'm not going to let the devil tell you the journey's not worth it. I'm not going to let him tell you you beat down. I'm not going to let him tell you your prayers had not been answered. I'm not going to let you get up, give up from praying that prayer request. I'm not going to let you sit there on your hands and say, well, God, to that answer, we ain't going to do nothing. Tonight, I'm going to preach you out of your circumstance and tell you it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter if the field's empty, if the board's empty, if the bank account's empty. It doesn't matter who's turned on you. It doesn't matter who's talked about you. You still got a praise in your heart. You still got clapping in your hands. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I see Russell sitting back there and Donald let me know that they're over in the, in the ministry uh, training meeting tonight. But they had a sister by the name of Barbara. And Barbara, brother, she would hit this when, when the service wasn't just really going real good or when it was going real, well, let's just say this. When we were having church, Barbara was dancing. And she'd come down the front and she'd whirl and twirl. And, she'd, and there were some times that I even said to myself, now why is she doing that at this part of the service and we got all these people here, and look at Barbara. She didn't care what I thought. She didn't care what Daddy thought. She didn't care what anybody else thought. She only cared what Jesus thought. And oh, how I wish some of these services, there were Barbaras that would come alive. I'd just say, I'm going to praise God for the things that he's done. I'm going through something deep. I've been through some circumstances, but I still got a dance in my heart. I still got praise in my soul. I'm still, Mark, got to say, I want you to know, God. I want you to know I don't understand what I'm going through. I want you to know I don't understand I'm against. I want you to know my boy's not totally delivered yet, but I'm going to praise you anyway. I'm going to give you glory anyway. I'm going to give you praise anyway. Look at me, devil, I'm praising. I didn't feel like it when I got here, but look at me, devil, I'm praising. Look at me, devil, I'm clapping my hands. I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, go ahead, church. Look at me, devil. I still got a praise in my heart. I still got thanksgiving in my soul. I still got dancing in my feet. Still got praise. The last few days, been doing an extra amount of counseling and do want to encourage you to start looking at the younger crew. They're pretty smart. They got a lot of wisdom and they got a lot of brains and maybe, maybe you can start calling them some. That was just a commercial I threw in on the side there. But people have said to me in the last few days, Pastor, I've been up against so much and I've been fighting oppression and depression and I've just felt like throwing my hands up. No, not now. We've been at this too long. Not now. He told us this day was coming. He told us that all of hell was going to come against us. He told us these spirits of the last days were going to invade us. He just said, get your hands together and trust me. Because when you can't feel me, I'm there. When you may not think so, I'm there. 
When it may not get an answer like you want, I'm there. You just get your hands out, you get your feet out, and you just get to praising me, and I will handle it. I'm not praising for what is. I'm praying for what is going to be. I'm not dancing because of what is. I'm dancing because of what is going to be. I'm not clapping because of what is. I'm clapping because of what is going to be. Oh, with this joy that God's given us, we can't just thrust through life of a gloomy spirit. What else can a Savior do to make us rejoice in Him? He's died for my salvation. If we've sinned, He's forgiven you. Rejoice over that. But pastor, I just, we can't keep using God like Santa Claus. It's not a continuous Christmas all the time. It's not gifts all the time. Following him, sometimes valleys and sometimes it's mountains. We ought to praise him more in the valley than we do on the mountain. You may think this is not a realistic theological position with all the troubles and heartaches life brings, but it's difficult to imagine living a life full of such joy, but it's possible because God will supernaturally supply us with joy through the power of the Holy Ghost. You can't face it on your own. News break, news flash, breaking news. Boop, boop, boop. Pastor does not have the answer. Well, I knew if I would come see you, you would tell me what was going to happen. And there's only one that's got your answer, and that's Jesus Christ. Now, if I was a pastor, it wouldn't be a dictator. I tell you, come see me. I can help you work your problem. I, I don't have the answer. I can't solve the problem. I'll help you pray about it, but I've got a God that I can take your hand and put it in his hand, and God can take you through any circumstance if we can but praise God. It's the joy of the Lord. Not some hyped up happiness. It's not something where I'm pumping you up tonight and you clap a little bit and shout, man, you leave it. Oh, man, that was good. And then tomorrow, whew, here it comes again. We can't have hyped up happiness. Everybody say hyped up happiness. That sustains us just through some little situation. We got to experience the joy of the Lord that carries us moment by moment. This has to be not a happiness journey. It's got to be a joyful journey. This is why the apostle declares in Galatians 5, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. That's the first one. You know what the second one is? Joy. The second fruit of the Spirit is joy. If you get love down and you get joy down, those others are going to start lining up. But if the devil can steal our joy, he steals our praise. If the devil can get us depressed, hear him, Anthony Mangan, and oppressed, he can get us down. But if we can get our joy restored, that no matter what circumstance we are in, we steal the joy of... Brother Lumpkin used to love that song. The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is... The joy of the Lord is my strength. Then he'd say, this was the craziest thing, embarrassing when you was much younger. The devil doesn't like it. Ha, 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 ha. 
We won't sing no more of that line. It would be absurd to imagine that the love we are to show one another. Can you imagine that he told us to love one another? Now, I'm looking at you, and I got to love you. And you look at me, you got to love me, whether you want to or not. You got to love me. Go ahead and look. Go ahead and look across that church. That when you had it with, you know. That when you ain't got that junk out of your heart, that go ahead and look at them. Bible says you got to love them. But the same strength that gives you the power to love your brother is the same strength that gives you the power that no matter what you're facing, to have the joy of the Lord. It is the Spirit of God in me. So if he gives me the power to love somebody I don't like. He didn't say I had to like them. He said I had to love them. If he gives me the power to love somebody I don't like, he can give me the joy to go through something I don't like going through. But it is the spirit that is working inside of me. I can't do it. It's got to be the Holy Ghost that takes me through that. It's got to be the Holy Ghost that helps me sustain that. Our moods vacillate. Our moods change. I mean, you can hear something today and, man, you can be on top of the world. I know none of y'all have this problem. But I can be having a great day. I mean, Man, I hadn't been so happy being in the office in a long time. And I'm telling you, one phone call. Well, sister so-and-so called, and sister so-and-so didn't like Oh, okay. And here we go from this joy. When you think everybody's happy, everybody's going, one little comment from a companion or a kid or a friend can shift your whole emotions for a day. Am I telling the truth to anybody? I mean, you can be having a good day. A boss can just say, you're not doing it. And men can just shift your whole emotion. I mean, you were so happy until they made that thing. The only way that you can survive being emotionally stable in your walk with God is to be led by the Holy Ghost. Now, I pastor this church. I thank you for that privilege it's the highest office in this church, but it doesn't make me any better than you. I happen to hold the highest office. But I can't be the only one around here spirit-led. Everything in this church has to be spirit-led. You've got to know what God is saying to you. You can't just hear it when pastor opens his mouth at 8.03 on Wednesday night. You've got to hear it every morning. You've got to hear it every day at noon. You've got to hear what God is saying to you in this day and time. Paul boldly testified, in all of our troubles, my joy knows no bounds. Come on, Paul. (laughs) I mean, that's 2 Corinthians, you can write that down, 7 and 4. He said, in all of my troubles, my joy knows no bounds. Everything I'm going through, you can't put a boundary on how happy I am. Nero's prison. Anywhere else you want to preach a while, mother? 
One man in that prison lost his mind, but Paul just kept on praising God. In all of our troubles, in all of our troubles, joy knows no bounds. I, he said, oh, Paul, I love you. I loved him before, but I really fell in love with him this afternoon. I am exceedingly joyful in all of my tribulations. I am exceedingly joyful in all my tribulations and everything I'm going through. He characterized himself. This is a great scripture. 2 Corinthians 6 and 10. He characterized himself. Listen to this, how Paul talked about himself. He said, I'm sorrowful, yet I'm always rejoicing. Figure that line out, would you? I'm sorrowful, read your Bible, but I'm always rejoicing. Which means I've got circumstances that I'm facing that's knocking the breath out of me, but I'm still rejoicing. I'm going through things that I don't know why God's letting me go through that or allowing the devil to do it, but I'm still going to rejoice. So tonight, if Paul can say that, I'm sorrowful, yet I'm rejoicing. Tonight, no matter what I am facing, I may have some things that's brought me some sorrowful, but I'm going to praise God for the joy of my salvation. That godly apostle, that godly man of God, that godly servant of Christ experienced, Paul did, fierce persecution and understood what real sorrow was. He was being persecuted, not for what he wasn't doing for Christ. He was being persecuted for what he was doing for Jesus Christ. Yet underneath it all was a mighty river of joy to God. Some of us fret for days over some trivial things. Yet Paul said at midnight in that prison, he and Silas began to sing. With their back beaten, with their hands in chains and their feet in stocks. They begin to praise. I feel like traveling on. I feel like traveling on. My heavenly. I feel like traveling on. Wouldn't take nothing from my journey now. Got to make it to heaven somehow. Though the devil tempts me and he tries. He's offered everything that's got a name, all the wealth I want and the worldly fame. If I could, still I wouldn't take. Now, Derek, when you talk about me and you not singing, you leave my singing alone. He got to singing and praising God. At midnight, with his back beaten. Not because he was pushing cocaine or he got busted with marijuana. Because he was preaching the gospel of Christ. He was in prison for preaching the gospel of Christ. But instead of blaming God foolishly, he just kept on rejoicing. Ah, uh-uh, don't say that. Don't say it's God's fault. Don't say it. You better get your hands together and say, God, I'm going to praise you anyhow. You know that song I like to sing? I got to praise, I got to praise, and I got to get it out. I got to praise. So he's asking us tonight, and I'm about done, but he's asking us, Galatians, right, 4.15. What has happened to all of your joy? He asked him that. Read, read, read Galatians. He asked him, what has happened to your joy? 
So let's ask ourselves that question. Self, what's happened to my joy? Whatever I'm allowing, self, to steal my joy, self, after tonight's message, I'm going to stay full of the Holy Ghost that I may not understand, but I'm still going to praise God anyhow. He said, Paul said this. When you read Galatians 4, he said, what's, what's happened to y'all? I mean, just a few chapters before, you'd pluck your eyes out for this stuff. I mean, you used to come to church. And I'm not preaching to y'all. Y'all here. You used to come here and say, man, I can't wait to get to church. We're going to have a, remember, we're going to have a kicking service, man. Daddy'd be up here waving. We'd be getting it, buddy. With 16th and Day Street and there, boy. And he said, I'd give anything. You couldn't take this. I'd plug my eyes. Then all of a sudden, Paul sees them. They're sitting there. Not tonight. Y'all doing great. Y'all unbelievable. I'm not preaching to y'all. What you got for us tonight? What, what, what you going to preach? What you going to do to get me going tonight? You better been studying. You, you better have some. Boy, I really got to have something. And, and all of a sudden, you've gone from something you'd pluck your eyes out to get here to not even know if you want to come. Because the devil is good at stealing our joy. But when we get full of the Holy Ghost and we have the joy of the Lord as our strength, when you walk in this place, it's not predicated on whether... We got the best team on the music up here or whether it's Pastor or Pastor G or Pastor Andrew or Pastor Ryan or anybody else preaching. It's not predicated on who's the pulpit. It's predicated on the joy of the Lord is my strength. Joy of the Lord is my salvation. I don't have to live with a cheerless heart. I don't have to live that way. Every ordinary day becomes a happy celebration of his goodness. In that it seems an exaggeration to listen when you listen to some of the scripture, but it, it's just the word of God. Psalm, excuse me, Proverbs 15 and 15. All the days of the afflicted. Let's read that together. All the days, everybody look at that word afflicted. And you can put in parentheses, all the days of the oppressed are evil. But he that is of a merry heart, That's not a UPC manual there. That's the word of God. That's not pastor. That's, that's the word of God. All the days are afflicted with evil. You are going to face all your days evil. You're going to have evil coming against you. All the days are afflicted with evil. But he that is of a merry heart, he shall have a continual feast with me all the time. He'll have a banquet spread for you. He'll have it ready for you. If you can just keep the joy of the Lord. The joy, and I'm about done, but the joy filled believers don't require endless holidays and nonstop entertainment to make you happy. If you got to have living from one vacation or one trip or one day to the next to keep your happiness... You can only be happy while that's going on. Your happiness can't be built on the next event in your life. The happiness can't be built on the next party in your life. Your happiness needs to be built on you're full of the Holy Ghost. And the joy of the Lord is with me. And no matter what I'm feeling or what I'm going through, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The world with all of its shallow entertainment 
I mean, I, I want everybody to take a vacation this summer. I hate missing your church, but please take off. You work hard. Some of you retired. You deserve to go look at the world from a different point of view. I want everybody to enjoy their summer. But let me tell you something. If you're just living for the entertainment of it, it's not going to last very long. When the vacation is over, the depression's coming back. When you've gone on that trip that you've looked forward to and you didn't get the joy of the Lord, but you come back, the same thing you left is going to be waiting on you when you get on it. Like that old boy told me, you've heard me preach before. He said, preacher, when I'd get drunk, I didn't realize it's just a merry-go-round. I buy a ticket, I get on, all I do is go in circles, and I get off the same place I got on. All I've done is spent my money and time and gone in circles. And if you're looking for joy outside of the power of the Holy Ghost, you're buying the wrong ticket, and all you're going to do is go in circles, and you're going to get off the same place you got on, and the same thing you were facing is going to be there. But if you have the joy of the Lord, and if you've got the power of the Holy Ghost. 1 Peter 1 and 8, Whom having not seen, ye love, in whom though now ye see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable, and full of glory. You haven't seen him, yet you loved him. In whom though, now you see him not. You believed in him though. Rejoice. You repented. God filled you with the Holy Ghost. You got baptized in Jesus' name. You believe. He said, now rejoice and stay full of glory. We desperately need a spiritual breakthrough in every one of our lives. So that triumphant joy will come in and take over us. Rather than the gloom and the lifelessness we often see in our churches and in our lives. We need and we must have the joy of the Lord in this place. And the only way you can have that is by staying full of the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, well, I hadn't talked in tongues in years. Tonight be a good night to change that resume. Tonight would be a good night for you to go home and say, I talked in tongues tonight, and his daddy said, I won't go another 24 hours till I talk in tongues again. Acts 2, 46. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house and did eat their meat with gladness. They got it from the body. You encouraged me tonight. I came out here and saw you. I walked that prayer room, and Dan and Dia had their group going. That place was full. Man, it just encouraged me. Coming to church encourages me. It's not work for me. It encourages me. I, I do want to say this. I'm going to throw one more commercial in for preaching. If you're a true pastor and you pastor a church this side, you don't sleep half a day, eat fried chicken, and just preach on Wednesday, Sunday morning, Sunday night. I work like you work, and I put in time. And this church staff would tell you, I work, and I work in this church, and I work hard. And I get tired, and I get weary. But when I get to Wednesday night church service, or when I can walk in here on Sunday morning or Sunday night, and I can see you great people that I know has come through so much, and I see those of you that's buried your husbands and buried your wives and buried your children, and I see you on Wednesday night, and you hasn't blamed God foolishness, and you still got clapping in your hands, and you still got a praise in your heart. I want to tell you, it builds my joy, and it gives me happiness when I meet with the body of Christ. 
I don't know if I gave you this one, but John 15 and 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy, I love it. Read those with me. We're going to close here. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you. Check your tank. Make sure tonight that your joy is full. Don't give away your joy. Living in the joy of the Lord can serve as a great preventative against unhealthy words, unhealthy actions. When you got the joy of the Lord, you become a much more healthier individual. There's a lot of talk. I got to close, and I'm cl- I promise you, I'll be done in five minutes. I promise. It's eight sixteen. I'll be done in five minutes. There's a lot of talk in the world about emotional health and emotional healing. And we've got to have counseling for that, and we've got classes for that, and we practice it here through counseling. But I'm also going to tell you that emotional healing can come through the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost. And although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. Labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be caught off of the foe. There shall be no herd in the stall. Yet... I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Saturday night, I came in prayer meeting. I think it's this Saturday night. may have been the Saturday night before. And every Saturday night, if not every Saturday night, almost every Saturday night, we're glad to have these ladies from Pennsylvania. They drive all the way down here to get in prayer and come to church. Every Saturday night, sitting right here, is a man in a wheelchair. Memorial Day, I wanted to tweet it out, but it, it, just for those that have been killed. There sits a man in here that's paralyzed from his waist down. His name is Terry Clear. And Terry was in Vietnam, and his best friend got shot. And he went back to help him, and when he did, he got shot. And they had to come get him, and they brought him home, feel paralyzed from his waist down. I'm going to tell you what. I don't think I've ever seen anybody happier or smiling more than Terry Clear. Terry is always smiling. Is Terry here tonight? I don't know if he's here. He may be. He's across the street. He's in the minister's meeting. He's here every time these doors are open. I'd watch him. Now, he's got a new van. It's not the way it used to be. But I'd watch him come pray. He came by this church every day. Till he got sick, he came by this church every day. I need three three more minutes. (laughs) I wasn't going to get in this story. He came by every day. In that old van before they had all them lifts, he had a rope tied. I'd watch him. Put himself up in that van. He'd flop out on that. See him at that church. He'd get that wheelchair out. He'd pull himself up and get in that wheelchair. Them legs couldn't move. Hey, Pastor. It's good to see you. Wait, Terry. I've come by to get my prayer in today. Just as happy as he could be. His physical circumstance didn't dictate his joy or happiness to God. And tonight, I'm not going to allow what I'm going through emotionally or physically to affect how I praise God or what I say to God. I'm going to praise Him anyhow. Get up on your feet so I'll quit preaching, okay? I'm going to praise Him anyhow. (laughs) 
I'm going to give him glory for the things that he has done. I'm going to magnify the Lord with me. Now, if you would, it's 819. As quick as we can, usher, don't let anybody out. Don't let anybody out. If they come, make them at least come walk past me to get out, okay? For the next five minutes. After five minutes. Whoa, watch it. Don't you. Barney. Usher, don't let anybody out. Okay, then. I want y'all to come to the front real quick. Man, look how many's here tonight. That's with our whole ministry section gone. Look at this Wednesday night. Just look across this. You got, you're in a church with these people. That's it. Get in close. That's it. Come on, get close. Man, look at the people here tonight. Thank you, Mother. I felt it while I was preaching it. I hope you got it. As, I hope it came through me and came out and got in you. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Hold the music just a moment. Here's what we're going to do. We're getting ready to give a shout and praise to God. And if you've got anything in your heart, as Gentry did Sunday, and what Pastor does when we have people trying to receive the Holy Ghost, get everything out. Because tonight's a good night for all of us to get a new baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want the joy of the Lord to consume you before you leave this place tonight. We used to get what we call the holy laugh. And people leave here, I mean, they'd just be laughing, people making fun of them. I want the joy of the Lord to be in your life, okay? Now, through praise, the way you praise God, if you do it just this high, that's fine with me. If you do it this way, that's fine with me. If you run it all the way up the pole, that's fine with me. Some, some just fly at half mass. They, <laughs> might as well go ahead and run it on up the pole. I want you from the depths of your soul to thank and praise God for saving your soul and the fact that you're going to heaven and the fact that your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Would you take about three minutes to praise God for those things right now? church praise him anyhow great church joy 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 that's it let a river flow let a shout come in the congregation Lift your voices to God. Reclaim your joy. Get back your joy. Get back your joy. Get back your joy. Get back your joy. Recover your joy. Claim your joy. Take hold of your joy. You're not getting my joy, devil. You're not getting my joy. 
joy. You're not getting my joy. So, devil, as Pastor said before, you're going to have a bad night tonight. Because at least tonight I'm going home with my joy. I'm not going to let that take me down. I'm not going to let that bull me down. I know it's a lot of stuff on it, but I'm not going to let that get me down. I'm going to rejoice in the God of my salvation. Would you help me one last time, just as loud as you can do it, give a shout to the Lord, just as loud as you can do it. Would you do that? Yeah.